Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Taylor Wilde. Welcome back to Wild On Season 2, the podcast where you get the insider's view of the weird, wonderful, wild world of women's wrestling. On Wednesday, let's get wild! It's season two, it's 2021. Wild Ones, we made it, barely. But I am so excited to kick off season two of Wild On with today's guest. Today's episode is huge for me, not only because today's guest was a huge inspiration to me personally, but because she blazed the way for women's wrestling to be recognized not only for beauty, but for brains and brawn in the world of professional wrestling, but also because she is arguably one of the biggest names in WWE history. Today's guest is a Canadian fitness model, yogi, actress, wife, mother of two, and professional wrestler, bringing you 100% stratisfaction since 2000, Ladies and gentlemen, my girl, Trish Stratus. Well, welcome to Wild On. Thank you so much for doing my podcast. Of course. Congratulations on your on your podcast, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to take this moment and get really cheesy off the hop. I'm a massive fan of yours. You were a huge inspiration to me getting into wrestling. I really think you changed the trajectory of uh, the divas era you know you were gorgeous and you know you were a fitness model but truly you came in with this like badass skill and athleticism and it made me love women's wrestling because before that I, I, I didn't see a niche from myself you didn't see yourself in it right yeah so sister to sister thank you so much I won't get too weird about it but Thank you for everything you've done. No, thank you. And it's, of course, I'm gonna, I have to always say this, obviously it was not just me. It was obviously the timing of things and that amazing handful of women that were available at the time that like, just yeah. we were able to do these things and turn these corners and break these, you know, the glass ceilings and all that. So I'm glad you're around to watch that you could go on and do your own magic that you've been doing too, so. Thank you. And of course there was the, the whole hometown thing, like Toronto girls, I went to York University. I was like, oh, I'm just like Trish. <laughs> Isn't that funny? But Canadians are like that, right? When they see another Canadian, like, I mean, if you watch a movie and there's like a shout out to Canada, you're like, oh my God, they said Canada. It's like, so yeah. <laughs> you think by now we get over it. Like, it's not that unique. Like, I mean, Canada is pretty, pretty well known people, you know, but still it's, it's, it's still a small world, I think. For sure. Well, I mean, even for me, when I first um, decided to venture out and try to do this thing and, and I looked yeah. for a place to train, I, I was looking at Adam, you know, edge and, and I was like, okay, he's from Toronto. Where did he train? And that's how I found Sally's gym. And that's how I ended up doing it too. So looking at him and his, his little path was how I kind of thought, okay, well, this Canadian boy can do this. Toronto boy can do this. We can do this, you know? Yeah. And then it, you know, wrestling is niche in itself. So, you know, there's a tightness there, but you add that Canadian layer and it's more of a family. Oh, for sure. I mean, and even on the road, like, I mean, there is definitely like the Canadian, we all have these little things. I mean, you know, not too many people you could talk about Mr. Dress Up. I won't go on about things because your viewers and your listeners may not appreciate or know what the heck we're talking about. But yes, there's definitely <laughs> things that we all like, you know what I mean? And we can all relate on these things. So it's kind of cool. I want to be a little bit unconventional, kind of fast forward to the end of your career. So 
You had been with WWE full-time since 2000. You'd been on the road 220 days a year. What brought you to the decision to initially semi-retire or leave full-time? It was supposed to be a full retirement. It was not intended to be a semi-retirement. Ah. I was thinking I'm leaving the business. I'm closing this chapter. But, you know, in wrestling, retirement is a very loose term. Yes. At the time, there was a couple of things that happened. Um, so number one, my contract was coming up to an end. So we we're going doing the old, okay, like, hey, it's coming up. Let's sit down and chat about what, you know, so you don't really think about what's next until you're really forced to think about what's next. You kind of just, yeah. you're in this, especially in wrestling, you're in this constant, like, go, go, go. And it's almost like this frenetic pace and you don't stop and go, what's next? Because you can only see this much in front of you. That's how fast it's going. Do you know what I mean? Right. Okay. Contract up. So that meant, okay, well now I have to think about for the first time, put some awareness towards my two, three to five years and think about what I want or what I need for myself. Right. I was, you know, it made me sort of analyze everything I'd done at that point, which is, which was kind of cool because we don't really do these, you know, I call them like fulfillment checks like you don't really go no like I was like you know not to say I wrote on paper but I was like okay that's good stuff <laughs> I've done well yeah like you know just I'm just going to work on Monday I'm just going to I mean I'm doing great stuff yeah. you're aware of course I mean no me and Lita run a main event we're aware <laughs> things are amazing <laughs> yeah. times you know there's great times of course but what else did I want to accomplish what else can I accomplish and right. then I thought okay I've literally worked with every female that's available really on the roster had I mean been so lucky to have these fantastic robust feuds with all the women too really not just right. like a little fleeting match like really like great feuds and rivalries you know yeah. that uh, to this day like people talk about and, and you know love and, and and you know connect with right oh yes so I felt that and then I, I, not that there was like I was teetering a little bit but then my mom got sick I don't know if you've heard the story but my mom was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma oh gosh it just was like the universe saying this is your time to walk away and like focus on family again and, you know and, and I knew that if you're on the road like you can't be there for I couldn't take her to treatments I wouldn't be there for her and it was like to call her and check on I, I could not imagine that you know right and right. just um yeah and so, you know my husband has been he was my boyfriend at the time he'd been so great I mean he'd been we've been together since seven we were 17 years old when we became officially oh boyfriend God. and girlfriend so we've been high school sweethearts and he's just stood by and, and you know, it was never the time to get married. We're just doing our thing. Right. I retired on September 17th. Two weeks later, I got married. Oh, wow. So literally closing one chapter and opening up another one. And then I was home and I was focusing on my family and being with my mom and then she's recovered now. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. So sometimes there's just signs that it's just the time, you know, and I never thought, ah, I'll go back one of these days because I think back then you knew that Ric Flair kept coming back and people kept coming back. Yeah. That was my time. My little bundle up my little career and I was happy with it I was fulfilled felt good I felt proud of it and then I knew there was more for me to do like I knew at one point in my journey I found yoga so I was like I gosh I don't even I hate saying the years because it sounds like 40,000 years ago <laughs> you know what I'm talking so your listeners are like wow when I was three that happened <laughs> but there was a point in my career when um I had an injury, a back injury, and I, I found yoga, right? Right. I mean, now, I, like, everyone knows yoga, and it's, like, you know, it's in gyms and things like that, but back then, it wasn't. It was all this little tiny places right. down the beaten path that you would find. There were yoga studios, right? And there were certainly not a big box gyms. Right. God, I was almost like I found this secret. I'm like, I need to, it's like the fountain of youth. I'm like, I need to share this with the world. Like, and I knew I had the potential and the platform to do it. Right. So when I was off with that injury, I thought about things for my future. And I mean, okay. it was like maybe become, like opening up the yoga studio was kind of one of my goals when I was going to retire. So that was sort of like, that kind of gave me my, when I was going to leave, I was like, okay. And then my next chapter, cause it only, I, I don't think it'd be a little scared to leave and just be like, okay, so what do I do today? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially with the pace we keep, right? For sure. So I got, I focused on the next chapter of my career and, and then 2000, well, I, I retired 2006. 2008 is when I opened my yoga studio. So that's, it's pretty amazing because you had like all these signs and you kind of went with your gut and you made everything like this seamless transition. But having been on the road for so long and, you know, 
being Trish Stratus, you're a huge WWE superstar. You're recognized internationally. Did you find yourself going through limbo at all between Trish Stratus, the superstar, and Trish Stratus, the, the wife, mom, daughter? Well, I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't a wife or mom yet. Oh, okay. Still Trish Stratus. And the cool thing is, which you can relate like to the Canadian, the nicheness of Canada and, and Toronto. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't want to say Toronto's the center of Canada, but it is, but... Um, kind of, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, like, really, they embraced me and my career. Yeah. When I did retire, they were like, what's Trish Stratus doing next? Like, Entertainment Tonight. So everyone was kind of following these little things. And, of course, I mean, I got opportunities, which I'd had along the way, but I never had time to pursue a lot of them. So I did a few shows. I ended up um, hooking up with a, a producer, and her and I now we're, we're great friends. But we produced... She was like... She, when she heard about my, my traveling, she was like, oh, my God, you need a travel show. And she's like, imagine going to these places. And she's like, tell me more about them. And she actually was a producer of The Amazing Race. The, she, she was one of the first producers on that, on that show, like back in the day when it started. And so she had these amazing stories about being in like Borneo and like just like crazy, like with indigenous people and learning the cultures. And I was like, oh, well, the Hilton in, <laughs> it's <was> amazing. <laughs> the gym there, oh, like it, it actually had, uh, like I really didn't have any like stories. She's like, you've been everyone, I have nothing. I mean, I have a full passport and like, and I used to care, you know, collect shot glasses. That was my thing. Yeah. Shot glasses from there, but I really don't have much experience or culturism. Like it was crazy, right? So then she's like, so we put, that's how I, like one of my next ventures became is she's like, we should put together a show. We came up with the concept or actually it started off just talking, we should come up with a show. Uh, you, you you should be a show. This is so neat, you know. And then she was uh, actually at a like Banff conference. So in Banff, they have a TV festival every year. They are talking to the the network people from the Travel and Escape Network. She's like, yeah, we're looking for a show. Basically, it's like a ten episode slot. We need to put something in there. And then she's like, what do you you know? You working on anything? She's like. Um, when we're, I'm working close with Trish Stratus right now. They're like, oh, really? She's like, yeah, she's a wrestler. She went on this thing. She's like, let me see what we can do. She calls me. She's like, okay, we need to like pick. We can literally dream up any show and we can pitch it. I'm like, oh my God. So we handpicked 10 different destinations. And the premise of the, yeah, and the, it was called Stratosphere because I name everything after everything I do. <laughs> and um, we handpicked 10 destinations and we, we, um, I explored the indigenous art, fighting art in all these places, working with the, the locals directly. I learned the culture and I learned the, the people's ways. And then I would do the tourism part of it as well. And we would look around and it was just like amazing. So that was like a nice little bookend to like my actual crazy road life. And then actually then really deep dig into it. So, so like I said, when I left, I kind of dip, dipped into other activities that kept me active and still I was doing autograph signings as Trish Stratus still so I had enough Trish Stratus stuff that Taylor I, I was happy like when I would come home on a Tuesday Tuesday to Thursday or leaving on Friday I was just off off with the hat just Trish you know what I mean right being grounded for those couple days like I didn't stay in that whirlwind of Trish Stratus I just put that hat on for Friday to Monday and then I took it off and was just you know I took took the trash out like a regular person yeah <laughs> I mean I could carry a lot of trash because I'm, I'm really strong <laughs> But yeah, I think like that kind of the ability to disconnect like that kept me kind of yeah. grounded and just realizing this was just my job. And, you know, even like when you meet fans and, and they're like shaking and you're like, honey, I just, listen, I really, I'm just a normal person. Like I just do my job on TV, which is super cool. And then, you know what I mean? Right. And it kind of like, we're just, we're like super superheroes kind of, but we're normal people too. Yeah. <laughs> we can do superhero-esque things, but we're normal people. <laughs> and, you know, with TNA being on the road for six years, you kind of get that little bit of nomad feeling, a little transient, because you're never really home, even though you have a home. But I do think that coming back to Toronto, having a partner that has nothing to do with the business, I found myself that massively kept me grounded. So you had the same thing then, yeah. Yeah. I do have to draw a little bit of attention to the fact, though, you married your high school sweetheart. That is 
of the minority in 2021. And still with them, too, right? <laughs> After all that, yes, for sure. Yeah, Ron's pretty incredible. Obviously, he was game for you being on the road and being a wrestler. Is he your number one fan, or is he totally removed from wrestling? He's a, he, let's put it this way. He's a number one fan of wrestling. We were in high school together when we started to become girl, girlfriend, boyfriend, but we were best friends since grade 11. But then even before that, he actually um, grew up, you know, East York, I can say. It. Yeah. Taylor, Taylor knows East York. <laughs> Any of our East, East York peeps in the house. Um, he grew up in East York, and my cousins live there. So I actually, like when I went to, so my cousin and I have the same birthday, so we would have our birthday parties together and there would be the girl side and the boy side. So my cousin had Ron at his birthday. And I, so we literally have like pictures from my eighth, eighth birthday and he's on the boy side. And so we've known each other since we were children. That's crazy. And then we met each other um, on the bus, grade eight. And he's like, aren't you George's cousin? I'm like, oh, you're Ron, okay, cool. <laughs> Then we met each other back in high school and then we became best friends and then here we are today. So the Best Friends Foundation was a huge thing for it. And, and the love of wrestling. I mean, we were like 17 years old driving to Florida on those little, you know, you'd go to like spring break and stuff and we'd go to yeah, Florida yeah. and we'd catch a show down there or whatever and we'd go to see wrestling together. So that was kind of our thing. And so then now you've entered motherhood, you have Maddie and Max and they're... Se so Max just turned seven, end of September and Maddie turned four. I can't believe she's four. She turned four oh on... What day is it? On Thursday. I saw that birthday party. Well done, mommy. Way to turn a quarantine into something delightful. Usually I do, like, it's my thing. Everyone knows. Because even, like, the kids go, what are, you, what are we going to do for my theme this year? Like, that's how much <laughs> they know that mommy, like, that's what I love to do. Tomorrow, because there's no birthday party where the family comes over and everything like that, we're going to yeah. do, like, an actual, like, celebration. So we're going to actually celebrate the day and do crafts all day for her. But Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol is the theme of the day. Yes, there's a lot of Paw Patrol in my house. I get it. Oh, yeah, totally, right? Oh, my gosh. How, you, have, you have a son or a daughter? I have a son. And he's... And he will be three in April. Three. Oh, he's so a little two-year-old still, so tiny yeah. baby. Yeah. He's still my baby. He's, uh, we're, we're at the point where we are starting undies on Monday. It's a big deal. Yes, okay, good. <sighs> just, you know, life is busy. And... I mean, I'm telling you right now, you need a focus, like... 10 days of just doing it because you know what I mean? You can't do it here and there. And like, cause then you're like, you rush out and you're like, oh, I got to do pull-ups, but then it kills it. Right. Kills it. Exactly. So Monday it's happening. Yes. I love it. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> you're in lockdown. You can do this. And how do the kids now, Maddie, obviously she's on the younger side. How did your son feel about mommy being a superhero? I mean, they kind of like, they're just a oh, max. He's just starting to know. I mean, they know like when I came, when I, when I have the makeup on, they're like, Oh, mommy's working. They know mommy's working. <laughs> You know, whenever I, when I would go on the road and I would do my appearances on the weekends and stuff, I, I wear, wear my, like, my ring, my Hall of Fame ring. And yeah. They see the ring or, like, makeup or lashes or something, they know, like, oh, she's working. Like, she's <laughs> other working person. Yeah. <laughs> or we're losing her. Basically, we'll be losing her for a couple of days or something, right? right. Um, but um, it was funny because when I had my match with Charlotte here in Toronto, um, everyone said, oh, my gosh, what did your kids think? I said, there's no way I would have my kids... I just couldn't, like, I just thought, because I always pictured Mick Foley's kids in that front. Remember that vision yes. of the kids? And I was like, no, oh. I can't. I mean, I'd like to think we're pretty good thespians out there. And like the fish, like just, he wouldn't get it. There's no way. Even as much as you say, hey, I'm good out there. You know, yeah, it's no way he would be an absolute I mess. Just, and maybe he might be cool, but I didn't want to risk it. I mean, he was still at that point was only six, I think, at that point, right? So, yeah. yeah so we left that, but um, but now they're starting to get it. And like, I'll tell you, the coolest thing was um, he had. I did a YouTube theme party for his birthday this year, Aww. and so I reached out to one of his favorite YouTubers, which is Morgs. Um, and so it was really cool. Like I just thought, I'm just gonna, I don't know, what I was like, I'm just gonna yeah. DM him. Let me just try, you know? <laughs> Good for you. And he wrote back. I was literally, I was like, oh my god, I literally like, marked out a little bit because I was like, not for me, because I was like, oh, this is my son. I love this right yeah. so he's like oh that's and he was like that's so cool I know you I watch wrestling like I've seen it so that's so cool and I was like right so when I showed Max a message he was like 
Like it wasn't that I, it was like, Morg knows you? Like I was made once he knew that Morgs knew me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mommy's the coolest. I am the coolest. And the fact that I have a bobblehead, we just started getting into bobbleheads. Or I mean, oh, a no, bobblehead, nice. uh, Pops, Funko Pops. Oh so yeah. The fact that Mommy has a pop, like it's, he, he thinks that's kind of cool. <laughs> the last concert I went to was the Wiggles. Any ounce of coolness I once had, it's, you know. Oh yeah, that was fun though. I went to Wiggles too. That was a good one. You get into it, like you get down the rabbit hole of Wikipedia and the dating. Oh, and the, yeah. <sighs> Love it. I mean, the songs are good. You sing them in the car. You're like fruit salad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yummy, yummy. Oh god. And let's just take pause. You have two children, and you still have abs of steel. Like, bow down, mama. Well done. The work prior to was, you know, yes. helpful to establishing that foundation. I would say, you know, and then. I just tried to keep it in check. Yeah. The good thing about the first pregnancy yes. is that ET had said they really wanted me to do like a, they wanted to do something where they followed up on me and they wanted whatever. So I knew I'm like, I need to look okay for this. You know? like, <laughs> was, at first I was like, I'm so excited. I'm going to like finally for the first time in my life be able to just eat freely. And then it was like, oh, there's still true status obligations. Oh. oh my God. So I kept it in check. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, thank you. I, it's, um, I just, I do what I can do. Yes. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say they're abs of steel anymore, but they're, 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 they're still there. <laughs> Maybe not this month, but they're there somewhere. You're doing them. Thank you. Can we give our listeners any Trish Stratus secrets, fitness tips, diet tips? You can go buy my DVD on my website. There we go. Buy Trish Stratus' DVD. I'm telling you, it's TrishStratus.com for reference. So I had had a herniated disc in, in, in wrestling. It was just basically, you know, at one point they had said you have degenerative disc damage. I'm sure we all do. I'm sure we all do, right? Yeah. Because, you know, you're basically like, I mean, my girlfriend actually got in a car accident. And you think about it. One person gets an accident, one movement of whiplash, and they're in physical therapy and they're doing all these things. And like, we literally do that five to six times a night, four to five times a week. Like, yeah. Same yeah, when you think about what we do, right? Yeah. So anyway, I kind of, I was aware that was happening. And then I just, my back seized up on me and I was having like, just, I was always having headaches. It was just totally normal to have headaches. Um, yeah. And then I was, you know, in those long drives, that's the worst part of those, you work and you're yeah. like, body's all hot. And then you get in a car and drive for how many hours and your body's like, oh God, like that was yeah. the worst part too, right? Just one day it seized up on me. So like, so it turned out I had a herniated disc. It was my L4-5 and I was champion at the time. So they're like, okay, so go have some surgery. We'll just do a little storyline. We'll get you off, get you back. And I was like, um, I'm going to do rehab first. I'm just going to see if I can not cut myself and you know, <laughs> if I can just not dig into that. I did physio physiotherapy, the traditional stuff, just whatever. And like nothing was helping. Wasn't coming along. It was probably about two months in. They're call calling me going, you know, we have a, uh, you're the champ. What do you want to do? And I'm like, he's like, have a surgery now. And I was like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I was just nervous about doing it. You know what I mean? Of course. And then I was at Bayview and Shepherd. There's like a oh, studio okay. on the corner there. And I just would drive by every day. And, and I knew that Lita had done some of it for her neck. So I'd done yoga and said it was really great for her neck. And I was like, okay. And because, you know, you're Trish Stratus and it's like this, you're, I just, I'm not really, I don't want to go into this place where everyone could stare at me potentially. That was like, I was such a silly thing. Now when I look, when I look back at it, I'm like, cause you know, yoga is like, check your ego at the door is like the number one thing. Right. <laughs> so I, it taught me real quick to like, yeah, no one's looking at you. It's fine. <laughs> They're worrying about like standing on one, like you're fine. <laughs> They're not looking at you. Oh my God. So I walked into my first yoga class and I thought, let me just try this. And I went in and I just started 
you know, I did hot yoga and I did it every day. And I could just, I mean, I'm telling you like automatically I felt a difference in my body. I just felt like right. I was, I just had more mobility. And then I went back to the physio and I was saying, can I do the two together? And she's like, I'd rather you didn't just so we can make sure we're, we know exactly what you're doing so we can. And I was like, yeah. And I just knew my body needed this. I just was like, and it was for my mental detachment to go into just find my space inside myself, inside my head it was something right. I really needed, but I didn't know I needed kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it really just took over my body to the point where I just, I became I mean, slightly obsessed, but I use it to rehabilitate my body. So I'd, I'd say, but it, I think it was about three months I did it every day. I know I'm talking every day. Oh, wow. Okay. Full recovery. I've never had to look back and I've never had, I have full mobility, never had to look back and uh, went back. And then the second leg of my career, it was, and it was like that when Ashley, that, that sort of that section on, on. Yep. I mean, the, the movements, the mobility of my body was just at a whole different level. Like recovery time was quicker. And I was just like, oh my God, like it needs to be like a prerequisite wrestlers to do yoga. And not only like for the, for you did your, your joints get lubricated, like all that to be like, just so more, more agile. The recovery was the main thing because yeah, what we do is insane, but also the mental thing to like be in this crazy pace and then just find your space. Like I remember like, you know, a, a flight would come up and you're like, oh, I gotta go. I gotta, I'm gonna miss my flight. Like that frenetic energy. Yeah. It's fine. If I, I'll just take the next flight. Like you, it's just like, you just see things differently and, and, and put things in perspective. Right. And for that, it was just like going, I'm um, going somewhere on Monday to wrestle somewhere. Like that's kind of that mentality. Then I was like, okay, I have this amazing opportunity to see the world. Right. And so then it was like, okay, I'm going to be in Memphis. I'm going to Graceland. I'm going to take advantage of like I mean, maybe I knew in the back of my mind I was winding down my career. So, like, I'm like, yeah. let me take advantage of these, you know, these flights. <laughs> <laughs> and it was fun because Amy and I actually traveled that last leg of our career together because we had that program. So, we, oh my gosh, we went everywhere. We were like, what touristy sightseeing thing? We would stop on the side of the road and, like, see that check picture with that dinosaur thing. Like, you know what I mean? We'd do a lot of that crazy stuff. So, yeah. I think putting that yoga and she was a yogi too. So we kind of had that connection and it was really like amazing. Oh. Yoga is like so good. All the muscle I had lost yeah. that kind of bulkiness to me. As you know, like, I don't know, you know, on TV, even though in person you look like so fit, like on TV, you look bulky, right? Like, oh yeah. Are you short like me? Yes, I am. I'm, I'm five, two on best of times. Tiny. <laughs> yes. I'm, I think I'm five, three, but maybe on paper it says, for some reason it says five, four, but whatever. <laughs> I'm like sure go with that round round up <laughs> exactly yeah so you know right when you're when you're like you're in person you're like okay and you're like i'm personally and, and, and when you watch it on camera you're like that 10 pound thing I'm like not to say it makes you look fat but you're just bulky and thick yeah it, it's totally different you don't see the striations as much on tv and but when i did yoga that body was just much different so if you go you look back at the footage from 2004 on it's just oh. a different body you you and you can see it you've always looked incredible but you leaned out over the years came up with that matrix move i was like I was literally in, in yoga was a big accomplishment to like come from the bridge pose to come up. Like you come down and I was like, it's like, oh, this could be a wrestling move. Sorry. <laughs> That's so crazy. Are you strictly yoga? Do you still lift anymore? So then I went through this phase where I was like, okay, everyone, yoga is all you need. This is amazing. It's a full body workout. Look at my muscles. Look how striated I am. And then I opened up my studio and I was yoga, yoga, yoga. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm very skinny. Like I just, I got no bum. Just everything got so skinny and I was like, oh, like, it, but I didn't realize it took me like a photo shoot to be like, well, who's what? When did this happen? And I was like, right. you know, that yoga body was very like, Ugh. it wasn't as good, put it that way. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, now I could back up. And then, you know, you have to kind of do this as your body ages, as your whatever is happening. Yes. So then at that point, I just realized what I'm missing is like the weight training, but I didn't have time for weights. What I did is I ended up doing calisthenic. Like I thought I was like old school training, calisthenic yeah. training. So then I actually, this is how I ended up creating my own yoga routine. It's called Stratus for Yoga. 
but I basically thought if I, it's a yoga flow, but you do calisthenic movements in between. So like when you're in like a chair pose, which is like a static movement, I'm like, I'm right here. Just do your squats. Boom. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Okay. Doing upward dog. You're right here. Do the push-ups. You know what I mean? So then you're stimulating all your muscles and then you can have that muscly, but then still lean kind of body. So that's my secret. You're selling me girl. I'm going to go and buy it after. <laughs> it's, it's, no, the, honestly, I, I went back to it like over the, when I was on in the quarantine lockdown, I was just like, I was like, I need to do something and I couldn't get out. Right. So, so my video is like broken up into like 10 minute sections. So you can literally just do, I just want to do my arms today. I wanted my legs today. You can do it in like whatever section you want for body parts. I'm going to send you a copy. Please do. I will. And it's got these little weight training gloves or like five, they're like one pound gloves. <laughs> and you know what, that it couldn't have been any more brilliant timing with quarantine. Like, you know, if you don't have a full fledged gym, you can only do so much at home. So having something to follow, having something structured. Yeah, like as it, as it added up, right? That whole sedentary life, which we've never experienced until now, right? It's, it's something like I'm lucky being a first responder. It's, it's business as usual, but it was pretty stressful going back in March and April when we didn't really know what we're dealing with. It was like, you know, every medical call, you're, you're terrified. Does someone have a fever? Does someone have a cough? And how do we treat it? Are, 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 are all the first responders going to go down first? Like, how, how is this going to work out? And you know, we've been really fortunate of all the firefighters in Toronto. For the positive cases we've had, it's maybe like four people out of... Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm pretty sure EMS is the same and cops, like very, very few. And so what do, we, what do we attribute that to? Just mask wearing, would you say? I, I think so. I think we're already pretty diligent with our PPE, but we, we definitely upped it once we started dealing with COVID. But yeah, everyone's like, our, our everyone was like, oh God, my hands are going to fall off from all the hand washing and, uh, you know, just like you said, just being diligent. Yeah, I saw my son had a case in his class actually. And oh, I was like, God. oh my God. Yeah, it was really crazy. And I was just, and then it was weird because um, I got home and I had my little one and I was like, do I send, and then the, like the public house advised to send siblings and parents can go to work. And I was like, I don't, how? <laughs> so I just didn't, I did, I did not do that. You know what I mean? I thought I was keep her home. Um, but, but then I knew like it was great. So no other positive cases. So basically there's a positive case in this classroom of children who they say, Oh, you know, but they are, they're so good. They have all the protocols in place. So with like, you know, they, the mask wearing, the being, the distancing, the, the you know, the desks are all apart and then the hat hand washing and yeah, nobody got it. So that's a good example of seeing yeah. when you put these things into practice. I mean, even I filmed a movie end of June, beginning of July, and I, it was a good opportunity for me to see with these uh, government mandated protocols in place, it can be a safe right. environment. And we, I mean, if you imagine having people in our film crew, no cases, everyone was great. We did the testing yeah. to start and we didn't do testing throughout, which now they do before, because we were, it was like, they were one of the first productions to get, you know, the green lit. So it was kind of like, we were kind of just new and like, I guess if we all get tested, we're good. And I was like, and I remember halfway through going, I mean, I've been places, I'm sure people, okay, we're going to just keep doing. So everyone, yeah. Them, yeah, you're just like, la la la, <laughs> you know, it's going to be fine, it's going to be fine. <laughs> So um, anyway, yeah, so it's just these simple things, but we're not going to get to that because, you know, we, that could make a whole divide on your, on your podcast. <laughs> There's plenty of it. We've talked, how could you not talk about it? But yeah, yeah. Let's talk about, talk about exciting, positive things. Yes. Switching back to motherhood. I do want to touch on this. You, you retired from wrestling, you got married, you opened your yoga studio. And then was it five years after you opened your yoga studio that you had your son? Yeah. And, and uh, I had trouble in the beginning. Um, I was a workaholic because I think we're all type A personalities. I think in wrestling, oh, you have yes. to be, right? Um, and so, um, which I think is funny. I think every wrestler I've met, like, I feel like we've known each other for 25 years now, the way we're talking, right? You just like, we just, we're certainly all cut from the same fabric, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Complete freaks. <laughs> a type A freaks. Amazing. <laughs> people I swear 
but yeah, I, I, uh, I was having trouble conceiving because I was just like working constantly, ignoring my body, go, 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 that kind of thing. And, uh, just something that a workaholic does. But, um, I mean, workaholicism is a real thing. <laughs> oh, it is. Oh gosh. It, it's a disease just like anything else. It really is. And it changes the, like the composition of your the physiology of your body. Like when you think about the, how damaging stress hormones are and things like that, like it's pretty crazy, right. To have that going on in your body. So yeah, it was affecting me and it, it, it just, it's good. I feel like I have these moments to just take I think the universe, and I say it like it sounds esoteric, but I have, I think there's moments that they, it sends me moments to say, just hold on, stop for a second, just look around. You know what I mean? Like even with my injuries, they kind of came, I mean, I probably injured my ankle. Like when I, one of my first injuries was an ankle because I was training like crazy and I wanted to like, just, I'm going to do this. I finally got opportunities to be in the ring and I finally got a program with Jeff Hardy. That was the first time I started to do wrestling after I was being a valet for all those years. And so I was training like crazy, but like not listening to my body, just go, 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 go. And just being careless and just too much. Right. And not taking the proper steps to do it. Took that opportunity. Like my body, I had to step back and go, Oh, I was thought it was the worst thing in the world. Turned out it wasn't. I ended up like having to just, I got to rekindle my, my love of wrestling. I sat back at home cause you have nothing to do until you're good to go. And I right. watched old matches and I got inspired and I was like, okay, when I go back, I'm going to really do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with my, with my son, it was the same thing. I kind of like, okay, you're a yogi. Can you go back to that and calm that F down? <laughs> you know what I mean? Can you be a yogi for a second, please? Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, practice what you preach maybe, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, so I just kind of went more internal and then I started just, I was just in more meditation, more practicing, just taking more time for me. And then I slowly just kind of feel like I got my body more balanced and, you know, we were going to go that route. We were at the point where we were at like IVF route where it was like, oh, that was our next, oh, that would have been our next kind of round. And then, um, it was a Christmas holidays. I remember and I just taking that time to be completely off studio was, you know, we had, it was kind of calmed down after the Christmas break and everything. And then, um, yeah. And then we just conceived naturally. So we ended up, yeah. So we are so lucky. So, but I think it's so funny because you touched on our type A personalities. So you obviously had it in your mind. Okay. Now I'm going to be a mom. I'm assuming you always wanted to be a mom and you're like, okay, this is the plan. And the last thing you're supposed to do is stress and the more it's not happening the more stressed you get and well sure and i'm getting older so i'm like oh, i need this to happen you know living the city i'll never forget when i went to sunnybrook for the first time uh for a prenatal class and they said the average age of a first-time mom in toronto is actually 35. oh wow which made me feel loads better <laughs> But did you feel that pressure with age? A little bit, only because I think 40 is like that number, they're like, ooh, 40, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I conceived Max at, what are they, 38, actually. Okay. And then, yeah, Maddie was 40. I was 40, no, she was. Um, <laughs> not. I, I mean, I was always um, very aware. I, I just knew, like, at one point, like, right after wrestling, there wasn't like, like, wasn't like my mom was like, well, when are our grandbabies coming yet? Like, we're like, we're going to get married first. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we weren't even married yet. We just, Ron and I just knew, like, we just wanted to be together. We did, like, we just did so much in that time. We just got it, all that stuff that we wanted to do before we knew we were going to sit, settle down. You know, we, right. our house already, like, we just had things in place that maybe some people at that age didn't have kind of by, by 30 kind of thing. Right? right. So we were very grateful and blessed that we had these things in place. We traveled, we did amazing things. We got all that stuff out of our system. I wanted to establish my business for sure. I wanted to look towards what are we doing in the future? You know, um, and then that, so then he came at the right time. I feel like that allowed me to, I really felt like I walked away from my other baby, which was the yoga studio, the brand Stratosphere. Right. And you know, I had done a lot of, at that point, did that self-fulfillment self check. Okay, what have I done right now since I like, have I done the things I want to do? What more can I do? And then yeah. I, and then I had to, it's terrible because there's not really a right time for a baby either. You can't be like, well, wait, let me just do one more product launch and then I'll have the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I 
mean, I might have said that out loud a couple times, actually, but um, <laughs> if I do this first, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course, I get it. <laughs> I mean, and then, you know, I started to get, around that time, I started to get, I got a couple movie offers, which I hadn't really okay. got before. So I was like, oh, and then it just, like, it wasn't the time because like you think about that, then I'm not going to be able to pursue these opportunities. I'm like, well, there's a reason if it's the right for me, I thought it'll just come back to me. Right. My, Max was six months old and I got like, I literally made the decision. I was actually talking to Adam. We, me and uh, Ron went for our baby moon yeah. out to, was he in Halifax? Nova Scotia. We were in Halifax, oh. Nova Scotia. Okay. So he was filming. What was he filming there? Hmm. The Vikings. Like the Vikings. Or Vikings. He's in, he was afterwards, but there was other one he was in like for a long time. I can't remember it. Anyway. Someone will let us. Know. Someone will let us know after that. When you guys listen to this, let us know. Tweet us that answer. Yes, please. Yes. please. <laughs> um, anyway, so we, he was filming out there. We were on our baby moon. Adam texts me and goes, "Dude, are you here?" I'm like, "Where's here? What do you mean?" He's like, "I'm." I'm like, "Oh my god!" He was literally down the coast. So we were like, "This is so cool." So we did a day trip. We went to Aww. visit him, and we just he had a little house there because he was living there for a few months. And um, yeah. and actually, we just found out Beth was pregnant too. Like she's a little bit behind Ma uh, uh, Max, so Aww. you know, just like such a cool serendipitous time. And then when we're there, he's like, "Dude, he's like, you got to call this agent." Like he talked about the show he was in. He's like, "He's amazing. He's in Toronto. He's like, he's really laid back. He's not going to like pressure you." He's like, "Yeah." So he's like, "He'll find the right opportunities for you." So I was like, "All right, sure." So like I think I had opened up. I actually at the Ritz Carlton. I don't know if you ever know this, but the Ritz Carlton yeah, yeah. in Toronto, I opened up a, a studio there, like in their oh. in their spa there, and I just felt really like, okay, good, like everything's good. You know what I mean? My my son's six months. I started to be a little more independent. You know what I mean? I could let him like stay with the babysitter now, as opposed to me being like, I got a skin to skin for twenty four hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope so at six months. Oh my God. I, when I say attachment parenting, I literally, when I do things, yeah. I do them all in. Okay, Taylor, I don't know if you know that about me yet. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, then I, um, I took a meeting with him. I literally had my, my meeting, my opening of the studio. And then that afternoon I met with um, my agent, Daniel, um, for the first time. And he's like, so you want to do this? I was like, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm ready. Let's like see what's out there. Let's, you know, whatever. And I said, I got to be honest. Yeah. I'm not ready to like, I hit the pavement with my other career. Like I'm motivated, don't get me wrong, but I'm not like, yeah. I can't go to, I just can't lifestyle wise, go to auditions every day and do the, I just can't do that grind. So if, right. so I felt like if something came out cool, he literally calls me a week later. He's like, okay, there's an action like a movie filming in Toronto with Danny Glover, uh, Dominic Purcell, uh, who he's in uh, prison, prison break. He's like, yep. And um, who else was in there? There was, um, some guy from Avatar, like, like, like amazing actors, you know what I mean? I yeah. was like, oh my God, seriously? They're like, and it was like the lead female of this like group of like uh, missionaries, like, wow. okay, yes. So then I go to meet with them. So I got my first movie gig that way. So like, you know what I mean? I feel like these, the timing of things, like it just got things sort of fall into place at the right time, but you have to stop and do those checks and then right. make that space for that to come in. I think, you know what I mean? Do you think that's where you're putting more of your focus these days is into the acting? Like, all I can tell you is been my focus has been momming for like a yeah. year. What have we been doing? So how long we've been in lockdown? So that's all I know. Eight. Oh God. Well, we're eight months into COVID. So God, I don't uh, even that's know. That's all anymore. I know. I feel like, I don't know. Did I ever do anything before this? That's all I think about. <laughs> it. Like, I don't know what I, what I don't do I, remember. I homeschool. That's what I do, I guess now. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I don't even know. So it, before the COVID, what was my focus? I was basically doing entertaining roles. Um, I did a Christmas movie like that. Yes. Um, but the main focus is just like, kind of like, uh, I was doing uh, speaking engagements, autograph signings. I try to go once a month. I don't want to go more than that because I don't want to leave my kids at this age. But right. there's a few projects that were sort of percolating that, um, I mean, I don't even, I can't even think about them now. <laughs> so far away, like, what? You know what I mean? This, the, oh, this lockdown's been crazy. I know. You're, you just got to get through tomorrow. You just got to get tomorrow's homeschooling done. Do people understand how hard it is, how homeschooling is? Oh, 
<laughs> so it's so involved. I, I guess it depends on the age, though. I'd have to say, like, you, like you're, you have a ten year old in your life too, right? Yes, my stepson, and he's he's being homeschooled too. So, but my husband, he's really oh, that's good. He's on it with him. Yeah, really, really good. Um, Maddie, my toddler, his preschool's still open. Oh, thank goodness. They need it. They almost need it more than the teenagers and the elementary. Yeah, at this age, yeah. This has been like such a treat and I feel like you and I can blab on forever, but it's late and we've been mobbing. Is it really? Uh, are, you, are we just sitting in my family room? What's happening here? Okay, yes, you're right. We're doing an interview on... <laughs> so funny. I like to end every episode exactly the same. I do 10 tailor-made questions. It's kind of a speed round, but don't feel rushed. Uh, take as long as you want to answer all these questions. Okay, so. okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, name one beauty product you cannot live without. A beauty product? Oh gosh, okay, so I'm not really like a beauty product person, but the one product is um, lanolin cream. Oh. So, so lanolin cream is basically, so Victoria and I were on the road one time and she got a tattoo and she had to put lanolin cream on it, like basically to put, it's a film to like keep it protected. Right. So, so she's putting it on, we're reading the bottle, we're like, oh my God, it's actually for cracked nipples. <laughs> <laughs> But then, oh, she had gotten her lips tattooed. That's why. So she's putting, I'm like, oh my God, that looks amazing. What are you wearing? Literally looks like, like lip gloss, like, like the MAC lips, right? So I'm using yeah. it. We're all like this. I'm like, oh, this looks so good. And like for crack nipples, I'm like, what's happening here? But that's a good way. You don't just spend 18 bucks on MAC lip gloss. Just get this bottle. It'll last you forever. And it's so good and so moisturizing. So it's in my bag at all times. It makes your lips look so glossy. And it's also great for crack nipples. So if you have them. Hopefully that's just, just due to breastfeeding, but if not, whatever you do, you do. And there you go. You sold me. I'm getting lanolins. <laughs> I'm getting some. <laughs> what is your favorite exercise? Squats, would say squats. Best all-rounded, so good. What is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, um, when people put the toilet paper roll, when it rolls under, isn't that oh. oh no, don't tell me you do. You go under? No, 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 my husband does it. No, someone in your household? Yes. I'm so sorry to hear that. I love him, but oh my god! You can, but do you change it every time? Like, do you? Yes. And, and so does my stepson because of the autism—it's like one of those things he like can't handle it. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, I literally go to other people's house and I'm like, and I just I change it. And I'm like, okay, they don't know I did. Why, why do I have to change their? It's just ridiculous. That's type A for sure. But yeah. it just—it doesn't make sense when you pull it. The whole thing—it does it not doesn't make sense. The <laughs> physics of the under rule is no good. <laughs> Who is your celebrity crush? Oh, um. Celebrity crust. I have pro let's let J Lo maybe. Can I? She's yes. Yeah, she's something. That is a great answer. That woman is timeless. Oh my god! Like just, I mean, I saw her concert. I went. My girlfriend took me for my birthday just before. Like was it whatever? Whenever, never does December was able to go out in December, whatever year that was. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, she's like amazing. And so you appreciate from, of course, as a performer standpoint, you're watching just yeah. like. Like, and as, as a aging woman, as an aging performer, you're also <laughs> <laughs> watching it all. Like, she's amazing. I just love her to death, yeah. Was she as Dewey in real life? As yes. She and I'm like talking like, like she's here. Like that's how close, 50 feet on like your Tron. And I'm like, how? Like she's, how old are you? You're 50. <laughs> full face of lanolin cream, that's yeah. it. <laughs> Seriously, oh yeah, maybe that's the trick, okay. I'm gonna try it, I'll let you know. I'm gonna try it too. Please text me when you do that. I will. <laughs> okay, a favorite band or artist? No, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw JLo in there just because I love her music, but I love her and appreciate her as an artist as well, you know? That's cool. Do you have a secret vice, like drinking a glass of wine in the shower? <laughs> okay, don't do that. I don't do that, I haven't tried that yet. But I don't, so I don't drink, 
I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. Sometimes people call me boring, but no, I don't have any like moral weaknesses that would conserve it to being a vice. But I yeah. would say like something a weakness. I definitely have lots of weaknesses. Um, I love to. I talked about my my obsession with the decorating. I don't know if that's a vice, but I have this need to like. Yes. I mean, my son's like, oh, I got, I, 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 you know, I just finished this book. I'm like, let's celebrate. We're gonna have a book party. I don't know. I have this like, I can't. I have to celebrate everything, and I just. Like, I love it. And it's funny because my mom be like, oh, now you got to decorate. And I'm like, oh, that is like my happy place. I'm excited <laughs> to put the kids to bed. And I'm going to, like, actually, when we get off, I'm going to actually decorate for our Paw Patrol party. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> Your kids are so lucky. That is the best vice for a mom to have. Like oh, I'm, like, ridiculous. I do, like, my food art. Just, yeah. <laughs> what wrestler has the best entrance? Um, I've always loved Victoria's. Her first, like the tattoo one. Yes. Through my head, right? And then, I, like every time that other one came out, that whoop, we were like, no, I don't know. It just, <laughs> it just never, never clicked for me with her. Like it just didn't, you know what I mean? Because I don't know. That other one was so solid, right? It was, you know, that one yeah. running through your head, running through your, that one. I won't yeah. say on your podcast. So, what is your drink of choice? You don't drink alcohol, but it, it, it's a non-alcoholic question. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you. What is your drink of choice? Hot chocolate, I would say. Slight, oh. slight obsession with hot chocolate. The, the minute it becomes cold out, I'm like, it's hot chocolate time. I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm an exciting person, right? Like, hey, do you want to come over and drink hot chocolate and decorate? <laughs> you are the hot version of Martha Stewart. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> what was your most embarrassing moment in the ring? Probably so. My my epic retirement match you know I'm in the the Air Canada Center in front of like my hometown crowd and it's my final moment and the crowd's going crazy for me walking down the thing and I'm walking down the ramp and I'm feeling the emotion and then I I go up the stairs and then I tumble like I just I, <laughs> it was a race oh, from no. me but yeah I didn't tumble off but I just like and I'm like I'm fine it was and then why do we do that when you tumble you do that like I'm good like who, who, who saw that I mean who didn't see that <laughs> But anyway, so that was, um, thankfully, thanks to um, WWE programming, it's uh, maybe erased from some people's memories. But considering the length of your career, that is pretty darn good if that's your most embarrassing moment. Good ratio? I think so too. What about you? Can I ask you what you're embarrassing? I know I'm reading the rapidness of this rapid round, but... No, 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 it's great. So. Uh, my producer, she interviewed me uh, with all of my 10 questions sort of thing. I don't get embarrassed. I truly, I don't have an embarrassing moment. So, uh, oh, I, I don't feel bad then. Good, okay. None? I've done all the things that should be embarrassing, like, um, you know, your fallopian tubes and uterus shouldn't be treated as a pinball machine. But every time you take a front bump, most of us pee a little bit, right? I was, I was like, where is this going? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It happens, yeah. So, but I would say, pre this lockdown, I was training at my friend Chris Chambers Wrestling School in Liberty Village, super kicked. And I had these Amazon Gymshark-esque uh, leggings on. And they had done me well for about four months through squats and whatever. And I had been chain wrestling for about 20 minutes and I felt the breeze. And I looked down and I had ripped about eight inches like my entire crotch, but I had underwear on. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I, I hope so. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's terrible. Were you embarrassed? No, I, I just ended up like ripping my tank top and turning it into a Captain Underpants diaper and just got on with it. Carried on, broke that chain <laughs> and got that back in that chain. That's it. But it's wrestling. I think like our level of embarrassment is different than. Right. We're like doing our life in front of like our, 
these people like public you know what i mean you're just you're used to it it happens i mean i, I i'm not was i embarrassed by the trip i'd rather it didn't happen it's fine yes you know what i mean yeah. like if you I, you live yeah yeah exactly and everyone <laughs> did i mean i went on to have a great match hopefully they remember that part you know what i mean yeah but yeah i feel like the same thing we're so like there's we've encountered quite a bit you know what i mean yeah. so <laughs> okay last question finish this lyric oh god life is a highway I want to ride it all night oh, long. <laughs> oh, that was a nice Canadian one. I like that. Did you do that for me? That's why I chose. Yeah. I that. Oh, man. He's a great artist, too. Oh, yeah. Love it. That is such a good hype song. Yeah, no, it is. I love it. <laughs> Okay, how iconic was that, Wild Ones? I mean, that was next level Wild on Wednesdays. I feel like season two is starting off to be incredibly epic, and I don't peak early. My name isn't Taylor Tame. If you want to help keep things wild, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you like it. Taking out the time to give a rating and a comment will help your girl and her wild dog team out immensely. We want to climb those charts. Check out the Wild On merch store for all your Taylor Wild shopping needs. The link will be provided in the episode description as well as on all my social media accounts. Are you still hankering for even more? Then come on down and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at RealTaylorWild. That's wild with an E. Guys and ghouls, I cannot even describe how much work goes into each weekly podcast. It certainly takes a village, a Canadian one at that. I could not do this podcast without my badass punk rock girl band, the Wild On Team, editor and producer Rochelle Duras, Public Relations, Madison Golshani. Marketing Specialist, Rebecca Levinson. Thank you all for your hard work. I love you guys. And until next week, stay calm and wild. Stay calm.